All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. I don't think I'm quite familiar with that phrase. I'll explain, and I'll use small words so that you'll be sure to understand, you warthog-faced buffoon. Go ahead. Make my day. I make this look good. You are now listening to the Movie Review Crew Podcast. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. Thank you for listening, everybody. This is another edition of Movie Review Crew. I'm your host, Mike Lucas, and joining me is Steve Rushlaw. How you doing? Matt McNeil. Hey. Brent Fruget. Sort of. <laughs> sort of. He's here in the background. And Shane Carnikin. How's it going? We have an excellent episode, guys. Going to get into movies coming out to DVDs and some Netflix films. Yes, sir. Correct. And then we have a review of Paddleton. There's also some conversation about things that I didn't watch. Right, Shane? Yeah, a few, few trailers came out, a few uh, clips and... and Maybe some announcements. I don't remember what happened. Maybe a uh, what have you seen lately? Uh, nothing. We'll see. Oh, we're not doing that now. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, for you, we just did. Cool. <laughs> Literally nothing. Spoiler alert: It's buried. That's, what, that's what Mike's <laughs> watched say, lately. I don't think you even watched this this episode. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, 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 I didn't. Dude, I I I didn't have a whole lot of time this week. I like, guys, you. you know, I feel you. This is just a busy, busy week. I. I tried starting a new series, Happy. I got like 20 minutes in, and I was like, oh, damn. This is not a half-hour episode show. Is that the one where he has like a, a cartoon unicorn that follows yeah, or something like that? Yeah, it's Christopher Melanie. Okay. You would, watch, you would watch that, wouldn't you? I heard it was good. I have heard that same thing. And and I, I Christopher, I think I think it's Maloney. It's Melanie. It's Maloney. Okay. Either it's, one. It's Maloney. Uh. He's good. He's a good actor. I've enjoyed him in other stuff. I I thought about watching that one. I actually have watched the first season. It's um really dark comedy. If you like mm-hmm. dark comedy, it might be something you like. I mean, it's not horrible. Interesting. Uh, but yeah, moral of the story is I didn't even get past the first episode because I was well, like, good for oh, you. Damn, I got to mm-hmm. invest time in this. You got you got twenty minutes of what did I watch? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> you there you go. Uh, but let's move on. Let's kick things off with uh, movies coming out to DVDs this week. Um, actually some, I wouldn't say well-known, but some bigger movies. Um, Captain Marvel coming out this week. Yay! Yay! I still haven't seen that, so I'll check it out. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I also haven't seen it. Yeah, me neither. Um, we also have a movie called Five Feet Apart. Oh, uh, yeah, that was, uh... By, a... it says, director, Justin Baldoni. Jack shit. That, and that's what he's directed. Nothing. Is, so is, is there a movie first... named Jack shit? <laughs> no. or Nope. He and that this is his first Starring movie. Starring Haley Lou Richardson and Cole Sprouse. Holy shit, that's one of the little fuckers that played Frankenstein and Big Daddy. <laughs> that was in my notes on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at him. It doesn't even oh. look like him at all. <laughs> what, Dylan and Cole Sprouse? Well, no, they don't both play in this one. Jesus but, yeah. Christ. I'm saying that's their names. Yeah. Have you not seen any Disney Channel movie from like the no. mid-2000s? Well, oh, you're right. I thing. grew up with that. I was As I was looking up the movies, <sighs> I do remember watching, what what was it, uh, Life on Deck or something he was yeah, in? Yeah, it was a sweet Life yeah. on Deck. Yeah. yeah, that's what it was. Uh, anyways, so I watched this trailer because I'm doing this research for what com- what's coming out. And it I didn't realize it was him. It looks nothing like him. And then I looked up the name, and it's like, oh, my God, that's that's a little kid. That's the I can wipe my own ass kid. Blew yep. my mind a bit. All right, we also Wait, you're yeah. saying in a Disney Channel original movie, some little kid said no, verbatim. No, he said it in Big Daddy. Oh. Get you ever seen Big here. Daddy? You ever seen Big Daddy? We you did watch it on movies? the show. Yeah, yes, I know. Do you watch movies? Yeah. Do you know what a movie is? You're fired. I don't get paid to no, be here. No, but like you've that's just such a travesty of a, of a statement you made. You get fired from your real job. <laughs> Look, too. man, I just woke up. Y'all were talking about Disney Channel movies. Uh, also, a movie called Captive State. It's got a forty-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that looked interesting. Starring John Goodman, Vera Farmiga, Alan Ruck, and um, a rapper named Machine Gun Kelly. Oh yeah, yeah Machine Gun Kelly's still acting. Mm, that's. They didn't just off him in Bird Box, but then also yeah. in real life as well. Mm. Um, another one called The Mustang, which has 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. From viewers or critics? Critics. Uh, it, it looks good. It says the story of Roman Coleman, a violent convict who was given the chance to participate in a rehabilitation 
therapy program involving the training of wild mustangs. And it looks very good in, in the yeah. the critics say the performances are amazing. It has Bruce Dern in it. You might know that name. Who? Um Bruce Dern. Who? Never mind. Uh we also have the movie uh Leprechaun Returns, starring not Warwick Davis, so who gives a shit? <laughs> These are Shane's notes that I'm reading. So. Shane thinks he's very clever. <laughs> you can tell there's a big I'm, laugh, I'm laughing here. You can tell there's a big difference between the, the the notes that I give and when we give when we we talk about a movie and you can tell when Shane prepares them. And then we also have a movie coming out to Netflix on the 14th called Murder Mystery um by the director of the guy who did Game Over Man. That's not that's not. Yeah, that was a bad movie. Um, it stars Jennifer Aniston, Adam Sandler, Luke Evans, Gemma Arterton, and Terrence Stamp. It says a New York cop and his wife go on a European vacation to reinvigorate the spark in their marriage. Yeah, it's another Adam Sandler straight to Netflix. But end up so getting framed and on the run for the death of an elderly billionaire. This one, that one looks better than his last few, though. Last ten. And, and his, his Netflix movies have been okay. They haven't been complete disasters like... His career before he got with Netflix was was bad, like disaster bad. And, and once he got to Netflix, it's been at least at the very least okay. I mean, he had some decent movies. No, I mean like the the few years leading up to Netflix when he was making what was that one where he played his sister? Uh, I don't right. remember what that one was called, but uh, Jack and Jill. Jack I think and Jill. It was. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. I mean, he in in that time span, he just had some. Awful movies, and and at least when he got to Netflix, they've they've been okay at at the very least. And this one looks looks like that. It looks okay. Mm. That's what we're striving for. That's what he's striving for. And and I, I suppose think, I'll take it. I don't think he cares. He's getting money no matter what. <laughs> his his well, he said a while back that pretty much he just a lot of times he'll do movies now just for a vacation. <laughs> yeah, but his movies have sucked, but he does have a. Special on Netflix that's actually pretty good. Stand up, yeah, yeah, yeah that that was good. That, I enjoyed that one. Yeah, he he well, the, he just did one with David Spade that came out on Netflix not too long ago. I I don't remember what that was called. That was okay. Um, they're enjoyable. They're they're fun to watch. They're short, and then you just forget all about them. I mean, that's that's basically the synopsis of his whole career. But it is what it is, I suppose. If you like him, you'll like that trailer, so check that out. Anything else coming out for DVDs or on nope. Netflix? That, was that it. is it. All right. Uh, let's do a little version of what have you watched lately? I watched 20 minutes of <laughs> yep, Happy. We heard. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. You're really doing things. Yeah, dude. Uh, but no. Anything you guys seen lately? Not Lately, other than Paddleton, I'm gonna go see Godzilla today. Ooh, so I'll give you guys uh, uh, my thoughts Save on that money. next week. Save I, money. I'm I'm I, I'm in I'm interested in what you think of it because I I thought it was a complete disaster. I a guy at work also said, outside of the kind of cool fight scenes with the monsters, it is literally the most atrocious dialogue. See, and acting ever. And that's what I've heard is that people like the monster scenes, but I even hated those, the way There's they a... were filmed, the way you get about two seconds of a fight scene, then it cuts to a stupid human. Then you get three seconds of a fight scene, then we cut to a stupid human. Right. I, think there, I think there's only one monster fight scene that's longer than three minutes. The other ones are just, hey, snip it here, well, shoot to yeah, a human. And they don't show more than like 30 seconds of the fight scene before we get a human saying some dumb shit. I reserve judgment until right, I see I, the movie. Well, I'm interested. Also, I want to go back to the releases. I I need you to watch uh, Leprechaun Returns and and do a review of that on the website. So uh, I don't how about no? No, you have to. I don't have to. Shame. A listener. What what's you... that? I'll check my email. Oh, a listener requested. It. Now you have mm. to. Pretty sure you didn't <laughs> check your email. Shane, no, you did. Shane have you it. seen anything lately? Uh, yeah. I, uh, I watched, and this is odd for me. I watched a documentary. Heather picked it. That's why I watched it. Uh, Ask Dr. Ruth. Have you seen that? I have seen the tr like previews for it. It was You're really to, well done. And and you about Dr. to get muted. No, for <laughs> real. Oh, the one time I talk about a doc, you no. can talk about all this. Docs are good, dude. This one, it was good. It was enjoyable. It's not something I would typically watch. What's it about, uh, Dr. Ruth? Dr. Ruth? Who oh is God. Dr. The sex she, therapist? Yeah, she's like this 
ancient German lady who talks to people. And her her story is absolutely incredible. This documentary was was fantastic. I mean, she she uh, is Jewish, and she she w- went through the Holocaust. She, she, her parents gave her up, and she went in this foster home. Her her journey to become what she was and who she is was just absolutely phenomenal. So I highly recommend if you like documentaries, watch that. I, I think it was great. Uh, and the other thing I watched was I Am Mother. It's a Netflix original. And uh, it was... That's the sequel to Darren Aronofsky's film, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And where uh, Jennifer Lawrence in this one turns into a robot. Mm. No, it has nothing to do with Darren Aronofsky's. Mm. <laughs> uh, it was good. It was it was enjoyable. It, it was definitely ambitious, especially given its budget, which was uh, clearly very small. But the visuals were great. And it... It felt like real, true sci- sci-fi where it explored ideas. Maybe not. Maybe it, 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 it. To me, it didn't reach its potential of what it was striving for. But I give it credit for trying, and it was an amazing robot uh, characterization. So if if you're into that type of movie, watch it for that. Uh, but watch the trailer and, and check it out if you're into sci-fi. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I came home the other day. My wife likes to pick things that she could just turn on and like do other things. She was watching a Netflix show called Married at First Sight. Mm. Uh, I have I've heard about this. So this is like psychologist lady like pits people together based on like likenesses and then they get married without even seeing each other. Mm-hmm. It might have been the dumbest thing I've ever <laughs> I was seen. gonna say that I... sounds awful. No, I... oh, you it's... haven't seen Minute to Win It. Oh boy, I've seen that. This one's dumber, or mm. more dumb. What whatever. is minute? To, what is that? It's the stupid. It, yeah, where they they give them a minute to do this task, With but all the tax the tasks that I can't talk the tasks are like stupid easy. Apollo Anton on them. Yeah, it's like hey, you no, have you have hula hoops. Let me throw hula hoops at like two liters to get them like spun around them. And well, yeah, and there's I think I've seen one where some guy had to blow a bubble and then like blow it with his mouth like. <laughs> To get it in, in <laughs> like, so dumb. yeah, it's it's really dumb, and they act like it's oh, this is this impossible task, and oh everybody's like, God. no, these are really easy. I would like to see you do them. I would, I really would. Okay, do it. <laughs> we'll right. do our own version yeah. of minute to win it. So I, if you lose, kind of off the show. That's like, kind yeah. of what my point is. It's one of the reasons why Netflix is no. I mean, that, going minute to under. win it was on ABC first. Yeah, I'm not. Ta- I'm talking about the uh, oh, the, the married at first, first sight. I don't know, man. Counterpoint that's, Paddleton. Did you not like it? No, it was great. Right, that's what that's. You said you said that okay. they said that show you. is a reason yeah. why Netflix yeah. is going under. Yeah, but how, Counterpoint. Yeah, but out of the Netflix films, how many of them can you honestly say? Have been above average. Uh, there have been a few. Brent R- says four. Brent's yeah, throwing four. up the four horse <laughs> on the side. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Netflix is... It at least has given us original content. Some of it's awful like that. There, there are some idiotic shows that they're just filling their space with. But I think there are some good and things. They have some really great shows. Uh, I know I talked about it before, but Bodyguard was amazing. Uh, this movie, uh, Paddleton, mm-hmm. I think was a fantastic movie that, that I don't think could have been made by a studio. Right? No. But, but come November, are they going to be able to survive when Disney takes away probably I, I half their so. content? Oh, more than half. They own everything except Warner Brothers now. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I, I think so. I think they're going to take a hit, obviously. that that's Okay, Here here's my thing, though, is... How many people are going to jump ship from Netflix? I'm not going to cancel. I it's ten bucks a month. I, I mean, I'm I probably not going to cancel thir- either. Thirteen, but, right? So, well, that's I mean, Disney's going to be half that. That's fine. I'll add both. Yeah, for I'll, an extra five, six bucks, I will add both. the The thing is, though, they're going to be saving a lot of money because they're not going to be paying for all these Disney films anymore. That's true. So their their overhead goes way down. I think I think Hulu's going to take a bigger hit than Netflix will, honestly. Right, and but the good thing with Hulu though is they don't they have ads, so they can at least subsidize their. That's true. You know what I mean? But 
yes, it will be a shifting change of the the landscape. I don't think everybody's talking about Netflix taking this giant hit and losing. I guess they will. I don't think it's going to be that catastrophic. It's, though. it's not going to kill them. No, no. I, I agree with you. They, there will be a hit, and there will be a transitioning period. Right. And I I think we might get more crap if I had to Dude, guess. I, I honestly, only in that transition period because they're going to be in a hurry to fill the gap until they buy time to create their good stuff. I mm-hmm. that'd be my guess anyways, but I, they're not going to die. There's no way they're going to it's it's I honestly think Netflix might be ahead of the curve creating original content that people might want to see on only their streaming service. I it it's a gamble and well, they and, might gamble the wrong way. And even so, even some of their shows are actually you know, pretty decent. So I think Netflix is right. And and while they won't have the the Disney movies, the big budget money making movies, they still have all of these big time filmmakers and actors that are that are uh, going to that platform because right. of, because of the freedom it provides. And and right, yes, Amazon's doing that now. Hulu has originals now, but I think Netflix is still the king in that arena. Um, side note: talking about original series on Netflix. I started watching Dating Around. I that's what I remembered I watched. It's Shane, you've seen this a couple yeah. episodes, right? It's like a, one person goes on five different dates like in a week basically, and it's to the same restaurant and they sit at basically the same table, so they're able to do like the first third of the of the episode is when they're sitting down eating dinner and they can cut in between every single date and they have you can see conversations happening across different dates that are like the same hmm. and then they go over to like someone somewhere to get drinks and yeah. it's it's just a very it, interesting it's a dating show but it's not a gimmick like most right. like, like pretty much 99% of those shows are gimmicks this is a it, it's a legitimate dating show they they go on like, five real dates and and it's it's real people it's not this extravagant extravagant setup it's not part of this like gimmicky right. game show thing and i enjoy it it's hilarious because it's set in New York City, and there are some effing characters. There's, yeah, there's, and there's some that you're like, oh, that's, I don't know why they're even giving him a chance. Uh-uh. That's not going to last. It's so funny. It's so funny. It's enjoyable. I it be, I think it because it is real life, and you can tell it's real life. It's not manufactured. It, it It's a legitimate dating show. I, I think that makes it enjoyable, yep. if you're into that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do we, anything else you guys want to talk about? I don't think so. Uh, did you want to talk about the trailers? Yeah. If if uh, has anybody seen uh, the clip that they released for Child's Play, where it shows more of Mark Hamill's? Well, it you get to hear more of Mark Hamill's voice acting. Yep. That man is incapable of playing anything other than Luke or or the Joker I, because he's playing the Joker. In this I movie. still disagree. That's probably the direction that they wanted him to go. So he's just doing his job. He's going to be entertaining in that movie, but it's it. gonna be garbage. That movie looks like a train wreck. I have zero interest. His voice work. I mean, if it's on, if that was their decision, that's a. Poor decision, in my opinion. I don't disagree. <laughs> if it's if it's that's just what he's if it's just that's his comfort zone. So when he's playing a psycho, that's where he goes. Then he just has zero range. No, because he's played in in live action. He's played villains before, and that's he doesn't immediately go Joker. He has other things that he can do. It's probably if I had to hazard a guess, it's probably a studio decision. I've I've seen him play in the Flash as. He's Bad in the guy. Flash? Yeah, he really? plays um, the trickster. The trickster. My God, his career is all it's going bad places. Well, that was a while back. It's pretty much the Joker. Mm. Well, I that took away what little hope I had for that movie. <laughs> I, I didn't have no, any. Don't hope get me for wrong. It. I, Mark Hamill is. I, I won't deny he's. I don't think anybody could deny he's a fantastic voice actor. Actor, but I was hoping for him to. Play Chucky and to bring his own version of Chucky to life. I thought that casting decision was an inspired choice. I I thought it was fantastic. It gave me hope, and that clip took that all away. Because if I want to see the Joker, I watch the Joker. That that just that I mean, killed it for me. What killed it for me is when they said that they were rebooting Child's Play. If well, I, <laughs> if I'm being honest. But the good news for for Child's Play fans, if that's a thing. 
there yeah I, uh, there's a guy <laughs> there's a guy that I work with who every day he reminds me that he's so excited for child's play really? and I'm like, yeah and I'm like well, it's going to be bad if you're that don't worry because the original child's play writers or directors or who whoever is involved are making a TV show Brad Dourif is involved so he's playing Chucky so it, you could forget about this pile of crap and and, and look forward to that coming <laughs> that, out. <laughs> that actually might be okay. Cause, well, maybe I, I'm I'm still like dead set that the only good child's play movie is the first one. I agree. And after that, they just get their trash. Ter- I mean, Bride of Chucky was fun, but it wasn't good. And and that's what I'll, if you like them because you think they're just fun schlock. All right, I won't. I still don't like them, but I'll. I can't argue with that. But man, they're just dumb, dumb movies. All right, Shane. Since you're probably the only one that's seen all these trailers of Ad Astra, the Chucky movie, uh, Rolling Thunder, a Bob Dylan story, and scary stories to tell in the dark, are you excited or interested in any of those? Only Ad Astra, and only because that's sci-fi. That that's it. It, it and it looks like. Smart, ambitious sci-fi, so I guess. But Brad Pitt gets a from me, so I don't. Chugun. Uh, I do need to check out the scary stories uh, trailer after this because I have been very interested in that movie since it was announced, um, and I am drawn towards anything that, uh, as Mike would say, Benicio del Toro has, has <laughs> put his name to. I watched it for five minutes, and it looked. The trailer, it looks like a kitty, like, are you afraid of the dark stuff? Not not to hate on are you afraid of the dark, because that was, that was the bee's knees in the 90s. I mean, but... have you read the books? That's exactly what it is. <laughs> right, and, but that's what I'm saying. I, I'm fine with that. It is what it is, but I have zero interest in seeing it. And also, I want to go back to that Bob Dylan movie. Is this not... Tell me this is not the most pretentious title ever. It's called... Uh, Rolling Thunder Review, a Bob Dylan story by Martin Scorsese. What? Just call it Rolling Thunder or something. Like you don't gotta throw your name so in there if you're watch Martin a movie Scorsese. About Bob Dylan. Well, there's that. It's trying to put more big names towards it to get more people excited yeah. about it. Hey, let's add Scorsese's name so more people yeah. want to watch it. They're like, let's call it Rolling Thunder. Wait, no, we gotta let people know it's about Bob Dylan, so maybe that'll make them watch it. Uh, probably not. So let's throw Martin Scorsese's name in the title. <laughs> so we have this way too long, pretentious sounding title. Hey, Mike. What's up, Bill? Tell me about the movie we were supposed to watch today. We were supposed to watch it today. <laughs> yep, you did. Oh, I watched it uh, a couple days ago. Mm. What did, What do they say about Paddleton? Paddleton. They say Paddleton is a movie about a bear. It's fluffy. Is this the went first Paddington. or the second one? He went Paddington. <laughs> uh, no, Paddington from 2019. It's a TVMA film, which is interesting because it's Netflix. See what I'm saying? It's kind of like a TV movie, so they rated it TVMA. Yeah. Anyway, our 29 minutes long comedy drama film, an unlikely, an unlikely friendship between two misfit neighbors becomes an unexpectedly emotional journey when the younger man is diagnosed with terminal cancer. Directed by Alex Lehman. And written by Mark Duplass and Alex Lehman, starring Christine Woods, Mark Duplass, Ray Romano, Deborah. <laughs> I knew uh, that was coming. That's about yeah. it. Uh, that's about it. That's about that's it. it. Yeah. All right. And I'll throw in the name Bjorn e- Bjorn Johnson. I don't oh, even yeah. know why Christine Woods is His first build because she's in it for like two seconds at the beginning of the movie. She's literally the nurse who gives him the, "Hey, you have cancer." Yeah, probably order of appearance. She's first on screen. Yeah, yeah. It could be. Yeah. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, the film gets 92% from critics. Only 36 reviews have been counted, uh, but an audience score of 86% with 420 plays up reviews. <laughs> uh, the critics' consensus, actually the audience score of uh, 8.4 and a critic score of 7.2. Uh, critics, critics' consensus. It takes its time coming together, but the quietly effective Paddleton pulls off a tricky tonal balancing act thanks largely to the strengths of its well-chosen leads, like Ray Romano. Deborah. Hey, say what you will, man. Ray Romano was really good in this movie. No, I know. I I have nothing against Deborah. So I chose this movie mostly because you said it was on Netflix, Matt, and you said it was pretty good. It's the best movie that no one's seen. Um, And I... 
it's a short movie, but um, I can understand how some people couldn't make because th- I think your your stepmom and uh, mom or dad could make it through it. Yeah, that my parents did not enjoy it. They it they c- turned it off. <laughs> it, it could be a tough movie to get through, um, just kind of based off the you're talking about cancer and people dying. But I think this was very well done and might have been the best performance I've seen from Ray Romano. Easily, yes. Uh, to kind of bounce off of that, um, this is a movie that I didn't even know about until there's a YouTube channel that I watch of it's just these two middle-aged Wisconsin dudes that just talk about movies and try to make each other break on camera. It's great. Um, and they gave this movie a very good review, so I went and checked it out, and it's a fantastic movie. Um, Mark Duplass is one of the most creative guys in Hollywood working right now, in my opinion. He's, as, like, as a writer, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I absolutely agree. He's fantastic in this movie. Him and Ray Romano have great chemistry together. Uh, it's it's for for a cancer drama. There is a good amount of humor in this movie, uh, and it's it's very short and digestible. So it's it's a great packaged movie all around. And with Mark Duplass, he's very good. But I don't think a lot of people know him because he does a lot of uh, lesser known movies. Um, he, I mean, he, he does... definitely likes to do like independent stuff, like Creep. This uh, he's not. He's not a very big, like he's not an A-lister name, but he's definitely a very good actor. He's a very talented writer. Uh, I am excited for him to keep doing more stuff like this. And he's one of the the better character actors where he, where he just, he's a very natural actor. He can play these people that, that uh, just seem down to earth and relatable, uh, even in Creep where he's playing this, this psycho serial killer kind of guy, and and uh, you still love him. You you love the guy. <laughs> uh, he just has this 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 attraction to him where you could see yourself hanging out with him. And in this movie, it, it helps. But yeah, I, I agree with everything you've said. Duplass is a fantastic writer. Both of these actors are great. Both of them have great comedic instincts. And this isn't an over the top comedy type of movie this is like a situational type of comedy yeah uh but it does work man it it works very very well and and as the the rotten tomatoes consensus said it's very difficult to balance those two the i mean the, a cancer drama that that's hard hitting stuff and it does it very very well but it's also lighthearted and and it has this humor and those are that's incredibly difficult to write a movie that merges those two and they pulled it off perfectly. I I, I think it, they did it amazing. Brent, first thoughts? Uh, no, I agree with what everybody's been saying. And uh, the only other thing that Marty Plus, so that's how you say his name, right? The only other thing that I've seen him was Creep. And like, even though these are two different movies, you still see his writing style and stuff like that in both of them. Like, it's pretty consistent i guess you want to say well and it's dark humor it's humor that's yeah. hard to laugh at the creep was was similar yeah and like I, you guys pretty much have said it, everything already there's not much more for me to add at this point for first thoughts i'm also um used to seeing uh duplass in the league so it's kind of like he plays pretty much this i mean it's a comedy the league's a comedy about fantasy football yeah. so i'm used to him seeing that so i mean this is a little more i'd say darker than and it's a more r- realistic. Uh, that? <laughs> that was a stutter. <laughs> a stutter on the, on the letter R. It's like he was like <laughs> revving <laughs> up. You had to, you had to like. It was uh, a stutter spin. on the letter R. Okay, let it spin for a little bit. All right. Uh, this is more realistic, kind of down to earth type of humor where it's it's real human characters. They feel real instead of you know the the league is is a sitcom type of yeah. comedy. It's a little more over the top, but. Uh, you needed guys. That's the other hard part. You needed two actors that first and foremost had good chemistry. That was a must, and and their chemistry was uh, was fantastic. It was flawless in this. And you needed two actors that were capable of both the 
comedic timing and, and, and they had that natural ability for the comedic moments, but also to deliver the performances that were required to make this have an impact. And I think they both did it. Yeah. So so tell me, uh, Shane, what did you think of Ray Romano? Ray Romano. I think he was great. I think I loved his character. He was very social, socially awkward, and that was where a lot of the humor came from. He he wasn't. He's kind of a grumpy loner kind of guy, but also had this really great relationship with his one and only friend in the world, and. These are great characters. It's great characters to explore, and this situation just makes that and that much more interesting situation to see them in. Yeah, um, Ray Romano in this movie, I'm pretty sure is just me. Like especially when he was like, uh, "Oh, it happened today." The new girl asked how I'm doing. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I hate small talk. I just hate it. Yeah, that that was. He was great. He was just a grumpy. He didn't want anybody to bother him. He just wanted to do his thing and. Uh, but he was also you could see he was a good guy. So so that that balance was necessary and he did that well. I think throughout the movie he's able to pr- portray every one of his emotions because um when Duplass's character takes the the safe and he's looking for the safe, he thinks he's going to kill himself. So he's go he goes to what was it, the diner? He just goes all over town, yeah. He looks everywhere for him and then when he when they kind of get in the argument trying to like, "Oh, I'm going to take the safe back to the it finally hits Duplass's character that I'm the other guy. It, Ray yeah. Romano actually gives off that kind of like anger and sadness. And well, and and to to kind of give some some background to it, essentially, Duplass has has cancer and he's going to die. If he has maybe what six weeks or something, uh, and he makes the decision <clears throat> to take this medicine, this prescription that will will kill him. So he's basically going to end it before it gets too bad and, and it gets too painful. Um, and he asks Ray Romano to help him along that journey. And so Ray Romano has that, I mean, his character's completely conflicted because... It's his best friend. Right, it's his best friend. And of course, the situation, it's a hard situation. Uh, yes, he wants to help him and he understands that, but also he's helping his friend kill himself. And that that is... Awful, and and Ray Romano plays it perfectly, and that that whole situation in in this movie, and I don't think it would work in any other movie, but in this movie, it yields to some of the best comedic moments related around cancer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like they they go to the pharmacy, and Ray Romano's like, "I'm going to pay for this. Don't worry about <laughs> it." And his his credit card gets yeah. declined and he's calling the bank and you can just hear him in the background while Mark Duplass is having the conversation with the pharmacist and it's just one of the funniest moments in a movie that I've seen this right. year as, like I was dying it as was... as the the pharmacist is describing how this drug will kill him and how it works and how to take it Ray Romano's in the background yelling at the banker and yeah it was it was great i mean so again that's that's writing that's this this awful moment that's incredibly incredibly funny yet it you you're you're conflicted about laughing at it because it's hilarious but this guy's getting a prescription that's going to kill him (laughs) like that's that's such a that's such a hard thing to write and and there were so many moments like that that were just hilarious and (laughs) i there was there was a lot of moments that were written just little things that really don't have anything to do with the story, but really brought the characters to life. Their 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 love for uh, well, obviously Paddleton. That just them playing Paddleton together. Uh, Which, if for anybody who hasn't seen the movie, is a game that they made up, where it's it's kind of like handball, where they hit a ball against the wall and they try to have it ricochet off into this bucket, and that's the whole game. Yep, <laughs> but it's it's great. They have conversations and they eat, and it, but. The little things like that that bring these characters to life, the, their love of martial arts Watch movie. Watch Death Punch. One martial arts movie. <laughs> they watched Death Punch over and over and over. And That was another great scene where they, they reenact it in the karaoke bar. Yep, that was they, pretty great. They get drunk and reenact Death Punch. And, and uh, you know, obviously there's some similarities to, to Death Punch and their situation that it goes into, which I thought was fantastic. Um but it's just little character moments like that that you could only get in in an in indie type of film like this. That this 
we've seen this story told in a big budget type of movie you know this this the cancer and the best friends and and they try to make it funny and it, it, most times it just doesn't work i think this needed to be this indie type of project where they had the freedom to do what they wanted to do i agree with that <clears throat> yeah yeah <laughs> uh, yeah uh and i want to talk about the directing deborah so uh, has this director done anything else cuz i did not bother to look he's him up he's done more indie movies none that i've nothing that i've seen nothing that i've heard of okay. but he he's done he has done movies that seem similar to this at least from first glance by me um <coughs> he has done blue jay in a documentary titled asperger's are us um but it's also interesting he has Worked as a camera operator in, on a lot of films, as well as a cinematographer on a bunch of shorts. It shows because yeah. the the uh, the way this movie was filmed was very very good, in my opinion. I agree. Yeah, and and the the Ooh. the Ooh. shots that were set up, the the where it's just music and them playing Paddleton. I thought those scenes were were fantastic. Yeah, he was. Uh, the, I'm sorry, I'm going to digress go real quick. He was the cinematographer on. Piranha Three Double D. No, oh, that was a good movie. I haven't I haven't seen it, but I bet it's shot fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean the road trip shots, the the way it was shot when they go on the road trip, uh, and then the whole movie is shot fantastically, and then at the end when he does take the prescription and it flips to the handheld camera, I thought that was absolutely brilliant. It puts you there. There's no music. It's just them mm-hmm. and and the handheld camera following um, Romano. Ray Romano around, and you get to see all of his emotions. You get it. that was an incredibly difficult scene to watch. Uh, incredibly difficult because it was done so well and it's done so realistic. It wasn't. I mean, it's a huge moment, but but at the same time, their conversations. Are about small things, like the the same conversations we've seen them having this the whole time, and like I said, the the handheld camera work just puts you there, and it was that was hard to watch. It was incredibly difficult to watch. Yeah, I think this is throughout the movie, it's very well done, but that last scene kind of ends it with a bang, and like you said, it's very hard to watch. I mean, the guys literally just helped his best friend kill himself. And he's laying in the bed next to him, and then it watches him go into the kitchen in the other room. And then throughout the rest of it, you see Ray Romano trying to get past his best friend dying. Yeah, um, that scene where he, um, you know, actually after he takes the medicine and stuff like that, it's really hard, especially, it, like, it, kind of, it almost got to me. Like, I, I had a lot of trouble watching, especially when... Um, he after he took it and he starts freaking out because he knows he's gonna die now and Ray Romano is the one who's now he's the one who's kind of like the cool head one. He's like, no, it's gonna be okay, man. You're gonna make it's gonna be good. You know, you're gonna be you know you're gonna go to a better. I don't know what he says exactly, but he's like, right. it's all Soothing gonna be him. good. No, and all it was that. The, it, just an incredible, incredible scene. One probably it it would be up there as one of my favorites of the year. Just the how well it was written, how well it was was acted, how well it was filmed. Everything that scene was absolutely stunning. Oh yeah, this is definitely in at the moment my top three for 2019. Absolutely. How many top or 2019 movies have you seen? Eh, three. three. <laughs> no, I've seen more than I've seen more than three. I've seen like four. I think after today, when I see Godzilla, I think I'll have seen six movies that nice. came out this year. So it's average. <laughs> yeah, it's the middle half. Yeah, I'm. But I can, look, I as can, the, in the middle half. Yeah, but there, we still have half a half a year left of movies. You can to say watch, for so. Matt, it's us, then Paddleton. It's it is in probably my, yeah. It's in my top five, and I've seen thirty movies, Real thirty twenty nineteen movies. So it's it is a very very good movie. I'm at, 30, you've seen uh, three thousand movies, three thousand. You said thirty twenty nine. I'm ins- at uh, nineteen. That's insane. I'm at sixteen, and I'd say this is probably top three movie for me. All right. Uh, I want to talk about another scene that was another scene. I mean, it, it goes back to, uh, again, brilliant writing and acting. Before he gets to take the medication, essentially they give him 100 pills, and uh, he has to take all those pills. So they're they're sitting there 
you know, cross-legged on the kitchen floor, and they're both grabbing pills, taking them apart, and dumping the contents in a glass. And just the the situation of what they're doing, they're preparing this drink that's going to kill him, and the conversations that they have are just hard to listen to because it you know it's the last conversation they're ever going to have but also hilarious some of the content of what they're talking about is absolutely hilarious yeah like that conversation like and i i think ray romano says something that actually uh it's kind of true he's like i don't really know if you needed this i think a hundred pills of anything would probably kill you (laughs) right yeah well well then also they figure they find out that um they have to wait an hour after he takes the antenna, he's like, well, maybe we should have done this a while ago. They're just like, yeah, it, just the, the topics they talk about, they discuss, uh, the shirt that, that Ray gave to Duplass a, a long time <laughs> ago. That it was basically a hangman shirt. It had a couple letters filled in and then blank and, and he wouldn't give him any clues and he had to guess what the words were. And, and you get this conversation about how the words were nothing. He created the shirt because he knows how much Duplass loves playing these games, and he always seems disappointed when the games are done. And so he made this shirt for a game that would never end, and and that's it was an incredible conversation. It's so hard to watch. Oh yeah, a lot of the like the the conversation that they have like right before Duplass takes the drink of like what's the sign gonna be if there's something after right. death. Oh it's my like, god, how how am I gonna haunt you? It's like we need to decide on something so I don't think that any just random thing is you. And he's like, well, that's the whole point. That's <laughs> which again is just. It's hilarious in in the most unhilarious of situations. They're they're waiting out the hour before he can go kill himself. And and that's the discussion they're having is is how he's going to contact him in the next life and, and it's it's just this this is probably the best written film I've seen all year. I haven't seen us, so so I'll You really I'll, should. I'll I'll put that out there. But this is probably the the, the best written movie I've seen all year. It's just a fantastic uh, one of my other fa- favorite scenes in this um, just has Ray Romano in it when he's he goes to the bathroom and you get to hear his oh, the halftime speech. his halftime speech oh. <laughs> just hearing like his like he's saying his whole speech and you're like oh wow this is like it's kind of a like it, it's kind of bad but then it gets yeah. to the end and it's just like holy shit that's a really good speech and and and, and then uh it they tie it, they they bring it back at the end of the movie. Where Ray Romano's like, do you want to hear my halftime speech? And Mark Duplass is like, let me guess. And he goes through the whole speech. Oh, He's yeah. like, how did you know? He's like, oh, I heard you practicing it through the vent about 100 times. <laughs> yeah, that was a good running joke throughout is his halftime speech. And, and uh, I loved that. the Them acting out the martial arts movie on the couch while they're watching it. I mean, I loved that bit. They have a, a very... This whole movie is charming in a way that it shouldn't be given the material that they're talking about. Like that it, it it just amazes me how well this movie works because if you if you look at the premise and then you see what type of movie they made, this shouldn't work. No, it but shouldn't it absolutely be fun. does. It shouldn't be fun. You shouldn't this it, it's it's a topic that you shouldn't enjoy watching that movie, but it was fun. I I did enjoy watching it, and and at the same time, it was devastating when when the inevitable happened. I it was just it was almost perfect. And on that note, were there any issues with it that you had? Any any scenes you didn't like? Any characters that were a little off? Anything that you didn't enjoy? Yeah, Ray didn't say Deborah. Actually, he he did. Yeah, you didn't watch it, so you wouldn't know. He totally did. He didn't. Fair point. Um, I don't like, I didn't like the way that it ended. They they could have just cut it, like, right after Duplass dies, and, and you see Ray Romano's character, like, coping with his grief, but then they have, like, the new neighbors move in, and he has a little, like, conversation with them. It's like, that's fine, but it didn't work for me personally. I I understand it. It's, like, the whole story is about, them trying to deal with this situation, but I'm kind of in the middle because it's it's trying to show you how Romano is dealing with it after, but it's I I agree 
it's kind of awkward, I guess. Well, I didn't have a huge problem with it because, like, when they were in the other town at the bar, you know, and uh, they he brings the pharmacist over, he basically was trying to find Ray another friend yeah. because he knew he was going to be gone. So, and Ray Romano's character understood that. So I think when he saw them, he was like, you know what, I'm going to do what he wants. I'm going to go try to talk to somebody else. I'm going to try to befriend somebody else. And it was an awkward conversation, but that's because he's an awkward person. So it, I, I didn't have a huge problem with it. I, I yeah, I, I don't know. It, it wasn't, I, I think I'm, I'm more along with Matt. I, I understand where it was coming from. He was trying to cope and make a new friend. It was... I think what makes it weird is that it's a little kid. That, uh, that's exactly what I was going to say. He's talking to a little kid, and and it's odd. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, he's trying to be a nice guy, and that's that's okay. But like, if it, if if it would have been a conversation with an adult, I could I could possibly see that. But I'm. It's but, weird because like at the same time, Romano's bad at talking to people. Could it could it have been he was trying to talk to the lady, and. The kid just happened to be in it. I don't think so because the lady kind of seemed like she was making small talk, which is something that Ray Romano hates. So he True. went, he at that point diverted all of his attention to the kid, which again is just a little weird. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. It's a little weird, but I think he started talking to the kid because the mom was trying to make small talk and him and the kid had more in common because they're both kind of awkward and don't really like small talk. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it was fine. It, it didn't ruin anything. It just was... If anything, he should have gone back to the hotel and made friends with that lady because they had something going yeah, on there. Yeah, they did. That's what I thought. Yeah, I, I would have enjoyed that. I, but again, would that have been too too clean of an ending like oh look how nicely everything wrapped right, up look how storybook this right, is right yeah the, uh, so uh, so i don't know i maybe that would have been better maybe it would have felt worse cuz it would have been too too fun and and heartwarming and oh look at the happy ending well they don't have they they wouldn't have had to like end it on like oh, a happy ending note but that's the only other person in this movie that Ray Romano was able to like make a connection with so it would make sense I agree. that after Mark Duplass is is dead that he goes back to the only other person that he was able to have a meaningful connection with but again they, there wouldn't be a relationship there because that woman lived 6 hours away that that was where they took the road trip 6 hour drive to get the medicine yeah so there wouldn't have been anything to develop there that's true well, what I kind of thought was going to happen, because I guess if I was in that similar situation where basically there's only one person in my life and he dies and I had that connection with somebody else, I thought, you know, what, I would want to get out of that place. And I thought maybe he would move over to that small town and, you know, just be with her or whatever it is. And yeah, that might be a little storybook ending, but I don't know. I guess if I put myself in that situation, I have one friend in the entire world, apparently no family because he never says anything about family. And that person dies. I'm gonna want to get as far away from there as possible. Mm, but then you can't have the sign. Whatever they decided on the sign was, there would be no no sign from Ghost, <laughs> the Ghost version of Duplass. Yeah, that I, yeah, that's that's true too. I don't know. I, it, I, the the ending gets a little a little sticky. But aside from that, I don't really have any complaints about the movie. Yeah, I I, I think I I agree. I I. The the uh, pharmacist guy showing up at the bar was a little... I, I understand Duplass trying to set him up with a friend, but I the fact that it's somebody we've already met and that it's the pharmacist, and I, I don't know, that felt a little forced, I guess. It's, why couldn't we just wait for Phil? <laughs> <laughs> the pharmacy scene was fantastic. Then when they, when they brought him back, that scene, it was good because of the dynamic of what Duplass was trying to do and what that meant and, and all of that. But it was also pointless. There's no reason it had to be the pharmacist. There was no reason. No, but they, they make... also like Duplass keeps bringing it up through the rest of the movie. Like, ah, yeah. your best friend, Dave. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, it could have just been anybody like, Hey, this guy likes martial arts movies. That's true. You know what I mean? That's true. It so didn't, I... it didn't have to be the pharmacist. And that's that a was, minor gripe. That was convenience. It's yeah. a minor gripe. It's not, it, it's, it, it's fine. It doesn't ruin anything, but uh, it just was a little off to me. Yeah. 
Mike, any issues with the movie? Uh, Deborah. Deborah. <laughs> they should have totally brought Deborah in. Yeah, they should have. Or the girl that he had the connection with, name should have been Deborah. That would have been a nice little touch. Probably down. <laughs> <laughs> they did kind of have a little Easter egg, though, with uh, Dupasa's character because. Uh, when Ray Romano was like, "Oh, yes. when I first met you, I thought you were a serial killer." Yeah, I forgot. Him. I meant to bring that up, and I, I <laughs> kind of uh, the kind of guy that has hands and feet in his freezer. Yeah. yeah, that was that was funny, just because it was funny the the situation it was in, but also just that yeah, the little homage to the Creep movies, which are fantastic. If you if you guys haven't seen Creep and Creep Two, yeah, they're both go, very good, and I think they're both on Netflix. If they if I remember are or they yes. were at least they were. Yeah, so I think they still are. If you haven't seen those. Check those out. Uh, Duplass is just a great actor. Just check out all of his stuff, basically. Name yeah. one good thing. Uh, I can't. Okay, <laughs> you, you got me. Uh, do you guys want to rate it? I'm ready. Yeah, out? let's do it. Right. Steve, you want to go first or last? I'll go last. Um, add to your Creep on Netflix. Creep 1 and Creep 2 are on Netflix, and also it will be called Creeped Out. <laughs> Which has nothing to do with Duplass, <laughs> but watch it if you want. <laughs> Uh, all right, so I, I guess I'll go first then. Very few gripes. Uh, I guess I, it's not a gripe for me, but it could be. It's something that should be considered. This is a hard movie for some to digest. It is a slow movie, um, which I'm fine with. It, it's a character-driven movie. It's a movie that's full of conversations that that are situational. They they reveal things about the character. Um, the, the journey itself is, is pretty aimless because, I mean, you go to get the medicine and he's going to kill him. So there's not very much like what's going to happen. The, the ending is inevitable and I'm fine with that too, but that also does make it slower. Um, so I guess that, that is something that needs to be considered, but I do absolutely love it. The writing is perfect. The acting brings it to life amazingly the directing was fantastic uh, specifically that that last scene uh, i give it an 8.75 all right brent yeah i mean i agree with shane where it could be kind of hard to watch but i think i don't know if i think it's something you can get over because there's so much charm in the movie within the movie for other stuff absolutely and, and I guess it is a little slow moving, but the movie itself is only like an hour and a half or something like that, which mm-hmm. is around the same time that I think Buried was. And this movie seemed like an hour shorter than Buried. So, agreed, I mean, it, I, I did enjoy this movie. I thought it was a good movie. I'm going to give it 8.5 pink saves. <laughs> That's safe. That was also hilarious. He, Cash or charge. He kept the... the the drug that was going to kill him, Romano bought a, a pink little kid safe to lock it in to keep it safe. Yep. <laughs> and then him telling him the combination at the end was, oh, yeah, was great, too. One, two, three, four. You, you get, the combination was one, two, three, four? <laughs> yeah, that, it, it was... And like I said, the writing was just perfect. Yeah. Um. So I echo everything that, that Shane and Brent have already said. There, there aren't too many things that I have to complain about this movie, um Paddleton is if you haven't seen it yet go watch it it's it's a permanent it's a Netflix original so it's not going anywhere um and it's it's the like I said at the top of the show it's the best movie that nobody's ever seen uh, I'm also going to give this an 8.75 All right on top of everything that the three of these guys have said the acting in this was fantastic um I don't Think uh, I could think of a movie that Ray Romano has acted better than this movie, outside of Everybody Loves Raymond, right, Mike? Yeah, I Deborah. Mean, I didn't know that Ray Romano could act. Yeah, until and, I saw this movie. And to add to add to that, this is this is a movie in a situation and roles that very easily could have been overacted and made the tried to, they could have tried to make this situation bigger and more melodramatic than it was. I loved the fact that their performances were able to stay within the character and to keep it grounded within themselves because there was never a moment that felt like they were intentionally trying to pull your heartstrings or, you know, to, to, to hit you in the feels. 
There are a lot of times in big budget movies that feel manufactured with the intention of doing that. This movie didn't. It was just these characters in this situation, and I appreciated the grounded acting. The closest thing that they had to, you know, like intentionally trying to pull at your heartstrings, as you said, would be at the end and at the hotel when they're yelling and fighting. But those were so natural that it yeah. it wasn't like that. It was like, this is, I feel like this is how it would actually right. be, like if I was in that situation. Everything was contained right. within the characters. Sorry, um, Steve, go ahead. No, you're fine. Uh, interrupt as you, as you, as you want. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, then no. <laughs> <laughs> and... I mean, for being a two-person movie, pretty much, yeah. two-actor movie, I mean, it, it didn't disappoint. Uh, Duplass is fantastic. I need to go check out Creep. You'll love him. You'll love him. I, I love the characters he plays. Um, I'm excited for that. And um, I this has one of the one of the best scenes I've seen this year, uh, that final scene yeah. where um, they're talking about him dying, and then it shows Romano go through... To the kitchen. Um, I am also giving this an 8.75. All right. So the final score is an 8.69, which is a... Hey, look at that. Yeah, we got a printed out sign so everybody can know now. You can get off my back. It only took me about a year, so back off. I'm not going to get off your back yet because you still ain't seen Train to Busan. I'm in the process. Final final. No, script. you're not. You know? right. Don't lie to me. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Pop quiz, asshole. This or Jurassic Park. Oh, Jurassic Park! Jurassic Park is a is a much more fun movie to watch. That's two totally different movies. Yeah, well, that's I, why I they're said close. It. But I say Jurassic Park is more influential. I think it'll stand the test of time more. Road to Perdition. Ooh, that I that Road to Perdition. I, man, I love that movie. Yeah, I think I say Road to Perdition as well. Well, maybe I. It, that's tough. That's it, a tough it one. It is not a tough one. Life is beautiful. This this, this. ex machina. This, Brent, you can Machina. you can participate, Brent. This. I don't have a mic. Just yell. Oh, just yell. What uh, was what was the last one? Ex Machina. This. <laughs> what about Life is Beautiful, Brent? Oh, I would probably pick Life is Beautiful. That's one of my favorite movies. Okay. Uh, A Quiet Place. This. This. That. that. M- Memento. This. 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 Um, John Wick Three. John Wick John Three. Wick 3. I haven't yeah, seen it yet. That. Prisoners. This. Prisoners. Ooh, prisoners. The Truman Show. This. Ooh, I think Eileen Truman Show. That. That. Uh, last one we'll do Fargo. This. This. This, this I guess, just because it's shorter. Okay. <laughs> Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> the bonus content. Yeah, bonus final round, dude. What? Oh, Goodwill Hunting. Uh, uh, Matt I, Damon can suck an egg, but I think Robin I, Williams was so I great. would also say Goodwill Hunting. I told you guys about my short film idea, right? God, which I don't. One? I think you, yeah, told, you which, told me. Yeah, it's 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 titled Goodwill Hunting. Oh my God! But yep. it's about two people hunting mm, in yep. a Goodwill. Yep, in the uh, Goodwill. Yeah. They're, they can either be actually hunting or bargain sh- shopping. Um, you never know. You never know. Ooh, look at that jacket. Exactly. You oh never boy. know. Uh, but guys, go to our website, moviereviewcrew.com. Request a movie right on our homepage. We have two excellent authors as well with written content yep. on our website. Look for Matt's review of Leprechaun Returns. <laughs> <laughs> and, look, and look for Shane's review of Train to Busan. Yep, um, just final revision. Hey, man, I will, I will go and do a review on Leprechaun Returns, but I have to see Train to yeah. Busan hit your page first. <laughs> okay, right, all right, fair right. enough. Right. So, uh, again, that's moviereviewcrew.com. We're also on Facebook. The Instagrams, I think, is the best way to get a hold of us now. Uh, I think, Shane, uh, if you want to send us dank memes, <laughs> by all means, send dank memes away. So Yeah. Yeah, please Some of them do. are good. Some of them are good, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, moviereviewcrew.com. Join us on Thursday for a review of Buried, Ryan Reynolds' film. Uh, someone on the show. Tell your friends. Hey, guys. Oh, big golfs, huh? All right. Well, see you later. Good day, sir. 
Sir, I said good day! Yeah. See ya. Hasta la vista, baby. This has been the Movie Review Crew Podcast. Remember to find us online on your favorite social media apps and go to our website, moviereviewcrew.com. Yeah. Linger, man. Yeah, totally. Linger. Hardcore.